Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, beautiful in blue, Mr. Andy Molitor. What were you watching this weekend? Obviously, we'll talk about the all-star contest and stuff. We had the Daytona 500. There was a ton of college basketball on. Did you watch any XFL? A little bit. Um, product is fun, but uh, I'd like to see the offenses get a little better. We didn't have a we had, we had some high scoring games last time around. I think the overs went three and one. I'm, I'm trying to think what the favorites did. Um, they were close though. Like uh, the odds were the odds weren't bad apparently for how they set them. And I don't know, like seeing Josh Gordon play. Decent was kind of fun. Uh, Danucci can have him. He can take him or leave him, I guess. I'll, I'll be paying attention. I'm excited to see where this goes. Did you notice forward. the um, Did you notice the camera angle they had where it was over top, but instead of being way up, it was just kind of like an offensive line cam almost? I yeah. love that. I, I, I hope the NFL steals that. I feel like um, new camera angles are so hit or miss. It's either like, oh, that's the best thing ever, or like, I'm going to throw up. I can't look at it from this angle. What are we doing with this? And that definitely, like, I know what you're talking about. That was a good one for sure. And yeah, the NFL should just steal stuff. Like they should have an intern just watching this and writing down like, Hey, here's some things that we could steal because what are they going to do? Sue us. <laughs> we can just hold them up in court for five years. They won't exist anymore. So I'll be paying attention. Hopefully we can finally get, which I guess USFL did crown themselves a champion. But it was quite a few times where we had these upstart leagues fire up and never get all the way through the playoffs. So I'm excited uh, to actually see one of these. Yep, let's uh, no no global pandemics, no running out of out of money. Let's go XFL. I'm uh, yeah, I watched a little of that. Didn't I watched uh, I watched some of the stuff. The what do we want to call those three? The, the events, the NBA skills events, the dunk. Yeah. The, that sort of stuff. I, I didn't watch the actual game. I just can't. It's, it's it's not a good watch. It's like if they let you dunk in the layup line, you know, like everybody just take your turn and and dunk and it's fine. And um, I guess yeah, Team LeBron looked like he drafted well, just didn't come together. And then well, he stopped playing too. Apparently, he didn't finish the game. To be honest, I yeah, care back a look, but I did. I took a little Team LeBron because you're right. After the draft, that looked pretty good and. Kudos to anybody that um, drafted, uh, picked Joel and Bede either when they renamed the market after the rules change or got yeah. him just before the game of plus 800. That was a little weird, but that was fun. Did, did you watch the draft? I did. All right. So correct me if I'm wrong. They changed the rules so somebody wouldn't be the last guy drafted, the biggest loser, you know, the, the small kid with glasses that has to be on someone's, you know, dodgeball team. But, like, you know who it was anyway, right? Because they draft all the reserves, and just the last person drafted before they go draft the 10 starters, or eight starters, that's that's the last guy, right? We still know who it was. I guess he just doesn't have to stand by himself. I don't know why they changed that rule. Um, They're grown men, correct? Pretty bizarre, so yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes. It's... It was. I was annoyed that they changed it. I was annoyed they changed it so late. And again, not even just because from a betting perspective, it was just weird. And to be honest, I was only interested in that first pick, and then I was going to do something else. 
Yeah. So I had to wait for the reserve draft, but that was cool. The three point competition continues to be the best event. Um, it's just awesome. There's something about that, the drama of it. I love watching guys shoot, but we have to mention um, Delaware 87 er sort of Philadelphia 76er, which honestly, one of my low key favorite parts of the dunk contest, Andy, was um, Draymond Green asking over and over again why um, Mac McClung was using a G League ball. Well, he's a G League player, folks. So that was kind of an homage to that, which I really enjoyed. And God damn, did that deliver. I can't remember the last time I was promised something like that and it actually worked out, but that was even better than I thought it could have been. And, and just to be clear, it's just a different graphic. Like, it's not like a college ball or the WNBA ball. It's the same size, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't, yeah, somebody made a big deal out of that. I'm like, it might be made of something different because they I try like stuff it. in the G League. So maybe it's more synthetic or something. But yeah, it's a regulation size basketball. It's the same basketball. Yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, I just think it's a different, you know, it's a different paint scheme, guys. So chill. No, that, that was fun. Apparently, he should have, like Patrick's saying, he should have been minus 5,000. Um, like you said, our favorite was CLV a big guy. matters big guys, in the All-Stars. Yeah, big guys don't, don't win traditionally. And yeah, nobody did anything as fun. So it's, uh, like I said, maybe we don't even have to have guys from the NBA in this. Okay, like, hey, you you play for a Greek team, come play, come dunk. You play for the you know G League for sure because that's affiliated. But man, I'm I'm fine with them getting anybody if they can make the dunk contest cool again. So it was overall it's it was fun. Like it's, it sucks. The, the only shitty part of now is we don't have NBA for like three days. So. And Dan, it's to answer nice. your question, he got all of his dunks on the first dunk attempt. There was one that he went up to grab the ball and he let it go. So he had to redo, like, I think it was, uh, what he did, five dunks on four, uh, four dunks on five jumps is probably the uh, the appropriate way to say it. But Which yeah, it was even, a lot of fun. Even if you're just doing, like, a straightforward running at the rim, two-handed dunk, with no, you know, nothing in the way, and that's it. If you do it on your first try, that should count for something lately. My God, that's the that's the part that's really been stuck in my craw for the last few years. Like this, this guy has taken like eight times to get this dunk right. Like at that at that point, you should pull him off the court. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty. And yeah, as Dan's pointing out, everybody was kind of good this year. Maybe they yelled at him a little and said like, "Hey, we can't have we can't have you taking four minutes to get a dunk down." We have to get this right. It was good. First couple of guys that cared. That's just nice to see again, guys that care. Like uh, we were talking, I think about it on Friday before the show. We didn't talk about it on the show, but like the dunk contest had some great years. when It was guys like Desmond Mason and Gerald Green winning. Like that's all those guys ever did in the league. Like just find athletes that care. And that was the fun part. McClung, like he was clearly ready for that moment. Yeah, no, it was cool. And it was cool seeing him getting it done. And anybody who got an early, Plus number as much as like plus 450. Congrats to you. And yeah, like I mentioned, there's no basketball for a while, but we'll touch on some as we do a lot preseason, but we don't get as much of a chance in season. Talk about some of the markets. We'll talk maybe some awards Tuesday, Wednesday, but today we want to highlight the odds to win the conference. And uh, as we talk, I mean, it's always been, hey, the Western Conference is just so stacked up and packed up and racked together and one through 12 is pretty tight, but the East is pretty good too. And I don't know. Are, are you of the mind that the Celtics are at a price now where we should be looking for ways to attack that with somebody else? 
I am, but the problem is they got the Bucks number right. I, I was hoping to get Bucks at you know plus two something. You know, price shop around plus two hundred is probably kind of right where my line is. But um, Milwaukee has been fantastic, and when you look at how that team's played um, with Chris Middleton, I actually think they've you know. If I was priced in this market, I'd have the Celtics still the favorite because the Celtics are going to end up being the one seed, which means they don't have to play themselves and Milwaukee and Philadelphia basically to get there. So the tough part about it is if you take like a big step back, um, the Bucks are going to probably have to beat the Sixers and the Celtics to get this far. The Celtics are going to basically play the winner of that Buck Sixers series. So that in and of itself is a pretty big edge. You know, basically to look at yourself now, if Philly falls down to the four seed, that's where things maybe get a little bit more interesting. I think that if it looks like Philadelphia is going to be the four seed and that they would end up getting Boston and Boston has to go through Philly to get to Milwaukee, then it's probably time to start scooping up Bucks numbers. But as it looks now, I think the Sixers finishes your three seed. So again, you're going to have um, Sixers Knicks. That should be a comfortable win for the Sixers. And then you're going to have Bucks winner of the play-in series, which, you know, probably Miami at this point. Might even be the Knicks again, depending on how things shake out there. So those two teams meet in the second round, and then Milwaukee is happy because you know they go up against Cleveland, maybe Brooklyn, probably Cleveland. Honestly, I mean, and that's much easier. So you start to look at some of these numbers again. I, I'm happy to cross off everybody on the right side of this page. I mean, with all due respect to Miami and um, the fact that they seem to be able to win every game by a basket or less, much to my detriment. Um, but you can cross them all off. The Cavaliers, uh, eleven to one. That roster is is too thin. That they're going to get crushed having to play their seventh, eighth, ninth guys. You know, 30, 25, 30 minutes a night once come playoffs. So you look at those three numbers: Celtics, Bucks, Sixers. If you don't already have a little bit of Sixers in your pocket, I think the plus six fifty is actually a, a decent number. But I think if you wait, it's going to get a little bit better. They have a tough schedule here coming up the next few weeks. And if they do drop into that four seed spot, again, from a Sixers perspective, the difference between three and four isn't really big to me. It's whether you play Boston, then Milwaukee, or Milwaukee, then Boston. So um, wait, a, I'll wait a little bit on the Sixers. I, I wonder if that creeps out closer to eight, plus 800. Yeah, and obviously, like you mentioned, there's just like it's such a weak four seed comparatively that it kind of sucks that it's just going to be kind of a cakewalk to the Eastern Conference Finals for Boston, which we'll have to remember that when they if they screw this up. Said that on February 20th, cakewalk for Boston. Be a real shame if I something like bad that. happened to a Boston team. Oh, oh no! I love what you're doing. Like, Big yeah. Fan oh man, what, it would hurt even more if the Bruins were out early too. Which it's crazy. Like both uh both the Boston teams, kind of running things in the East right now. Um, and then in the West. I didn't even – I looked less at these standings. I feel like I got to pull up the uh, NBA standings again. The West, I just can't get my head around because it changes every day. Where are my Where are my Timberwolves? I didn't have the hat on today. Above 500 Timberwolves, eight-seed Timberwolves. The play-in games currently be, Jesus, the Warriors, Thunder, Jazz, and Blazers. The Blazers in a play-in game. I'm guessing the Lakers will probably overtake them at some point. Yeah, and actually, it looks like it's the Thunder is, is slid up into the 10 spot right now. I mean, uh, the West is really comes down to what do you think the Suns are going to be with Kevin Durant? Are they going to oh, yeah. suddenly be the best team in the NBA and just be fantastic? Because when you get to the end of the game, they have three of the most devastating endgame players. Booker, Paul, Durant have all made huge shots in big games late. They're fantastic. Uh, three of the best mid-range shooters probably – 
you know, the last 25 years, I mean, possibly ever in terms of Paul. I mean, what he does in the mid-range is unbelievable. And Durant is still the guy, if your life depended on somebody getting a bucket, you're picking Kevin Durant. So you start to pull that apart, and then it comes down to what you think about the Denver Nuggets. Do you think they can finally break through in the postseason? Because they've had their chances, and I really wonder what happens if Jamal Murray doesn't blow out his knee, basically, in that postseason. That team was really interesting, and but it's coming together. They've got some nice depth. So, you know, kind of similar to the East where you've got Boston and Milwaukee up there at the top. I'm going to wait on the Nuggets just a little bit. I think there's a chance this drifts out to maybe 350 plus 400 if they have a little bit of a clunky start and Durant comes back and the Suns look awesome. But I'm looking at Nuggets and I'm going to keep watching the Grizzlies and see what's going on here because for some reason, Steven Adams might be the most important player in the NBA based on how the Grizzlies have played with and without him. So if it looks like he's going to come back, be pretty healthy, I might look at the Grizzlies at kind of that number. I already have too much Pelicans. Uh, if Zion comes back and is healthy, the Pelicans are scary. I've already bet too much of that. You couldn't get me to spend a dime on the Mavericks uh, with Lake, uh, with Luka and Kyrie. That's just a mess. Um, the Lakers might be fun for a playoff series, but I don't think you can bet them. So I'm eyeing the Nuggets, hoping that number gets a little better, and eyeing the Grizzlies, depending on what um, Stephen Adams does. But the Suns and the Clippers make it so hard. I don't think anybody could you know, possibly tell me with any real confidence that they know what's going to happen with either of those teams. They could be incredible. They could, you know, have a lot of injuries and just be bad. So um, again, continue to look for Denver and maybe a little bit on the Grizz. Yeah. And it sucks. I have to cheer against my one, two, three, four, five, six, 76ers, but them in the four seed really would make things interesting for Milwaukee especially if he had a good number on them. So I'll keep an eye. I'm not adding anything now. I'm not betting this week. I'm just not going to gamble this week. Gave it up. That's a lie. I know. I just have probably, been You probably of... already bet on something today. Oh, I, I bet on several things today already. You know what? I bet you. I can get you to make a bet I by bet the end you, of the show. I bet you gambling. Yeah. That's, God, I should watch that movie tonight. <laughs> the kids have ever seen that. How old do you think you should be to watch that movie? 11, 12, probably. There's not like probably a little bit older. If yeah, there's there, there's some like there's a couple of references and stuff that and things you might not want to explain to someone that is eleven because then they might be the first person at school that knows about it, and you don't want that to be your kid. Afraid of Felter. All right, the Honda Classic. All right, you throw me off track real easy. I feel like uh, this Adderall shortage is coming for us all. The Honda <laughs> Classic. So if you haven't been following golf, if you haven't watched, uh, I mean, honestly, watching the Netflix show wouldn't help you with this. But it would give you some backstory on why we have um, elevated events with the live money coming in. The PGA was forced to make a move. And it's one of those fucked up things that nobody was talking about was, oh, you just... You had it's, it's it's dumb and dumber. It's like oh hey uh, have have this extra set of gloves. My hands were getting kind of sweaty anyway. It's the same thing. They just raised all the purses on a bunch of events with a bunch of money they just had sitting around. Like oh yeah, we had all this extra money. We didn't want to give it to you until you forced our hand. So now you have uh, ten events essentially that have uh, bigger purses than any of the majors. We're talking twenty million dollar purses, whereas you know some of the smaller events were eight. I mean, we've seen less than that in alt events, four to six million. So that's what you get last week is you have a $20 million event in, in Riviera and everybody shows up. The entire golf world shows up and it's great. It's essentially a, a, a major level field. 
And what happens to things like the Honda Classic that are not elevated the week after that across the country is you do not get a major level field. You get a field uh, akin to the Barracuda or the uh, John Deere. Yeah, it's it's rough. It is super rough. Shane Lowry, who has played like absolute garbage since switching uh, caddies here, is like your second favorite. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a lot of longer shots. It's going to be some smaller bets. Hopefully this is the week I get matchups figured out again. Because I think two and two, maybe a little bit of money. I had a lot of plus numbers, so, but I'd, I'd hopefully I have like 13, 13 matchups I can bet because outrights here are going to be tough. That said, I did bet one. I did take some Ben Griffin. Ben Griffin is uh, a little newer to the tour. Hits a big driver. I think uh, the driving accuracy could be improved a little, but he's going to play well. This is kind of a links links ish course. And since he's been on tour, he's had some good results. He, right off the bat, fourth at Wyndham up in North Carolina last summer. He played well in the swing season. He had a top five at the, again, the Butterfield Bermuda. You can make fun of it all you want, but the field was not that much stronger there. So he got a third there. And since the turnaround, he's only missed one cut of the four tournaments he's entered so far this calendar year, including a top 20 at the Sony. And I mean, Again, the field is going to be just so weak here. I think I think I might play a top 10 on this guy, too. Essentially, should have made all the cuts he's played. Had one of those uh, 10 cut moments at the AT&T where he was three under, gearing up, looking like he was playing fine. He gets to the par five, and he is still on the tee hitting his fifth shot. Mm. Like, uh, it went out of bounds, out of bounds, provisional. Mm. I don't know. It was rough. Like he was on the not only that, he was on the green for double, and then that at that point his brain was done, I'm sure, and he three putted. So he it's hard to recover. Is, uh, Billy Ray was it Billy Ray or Billy Bob in Varsity Blues? Tan Billy Ray. Tan Billy Ray. I don't know the the big lineman with the concussion, which I rewatched that too. They were way ahead of Will Smith on that stuff as far as the CT stuff sweating his ass off in class but a 10 so he should have uh probably should have made all the cuts just one little brain fart moment there but has been and it hasn't been like oh he's just putting his ass off or he's doing it all with uh, his driving it's pretty much across the board pretty well-rounded game if he does putt well here which uh again smaller sample size but he's been pretty decent on bermuda i think he's gonna play well here so 66 to 1 I'd say 60 or better if you're betting Griffin. And, man, I'm guessing all of my outrights are going to be 50 or more here. So don't expect me to be at the top of the board. It does. It seems like a good week to kind of fire and spread it around a little bit here. Oh, not a big uh, trial. I said they went from California all the way over to Florida. So we head into the Florida swing. Not a big travel spot for the ladies, though. Just Doha to or Qatar? Where were we? Was it Doha? Doha is in Qatar, yes. Doha to Dubai, which I'm sure you could probably drive that if you wanted. The I'm oil sure slicked. Yeah. Just uh, you hop a, hop a plane, hop a jump on the oil rig boat. That's not a thing. Anyway, Dubai. Is the field here as good as we had in Doha, or is it it's step back? It's pretty good, but it's a bigger tournament. So, you know, as you have more names, the average quality goes down. But again, everybody, pretty much everybody's here this week. I, I don't can't think of anybody that's missing. So, yeah, it's a stack tournament. It's a lot of fun. And I mean, from the perspective of enjoying to have something to sweat in the morning, 
the timing couldn't be any better. All these matches start like I think three, four in the morning Eastern time, and we've got the last couple out here right now. Ostapenko is beating the pants off Savatska and um, Shelby Rogers here up a set on Claire Lou. And you don't have one match left. If you guys are looking for something to watch after the show, see if you can find a way to watch uh, right back in Andreescu. That should be a, at least a fun first set, but um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, timing's about the same though. You're right. Time zone's probably very similar. And is it just, it's just going to be more of the same with you. Just totals, just a total guy. You didn't have a lot of sides last weekend, it feel like. And that no, and Price and a couple other, but that was about it. Yeah, not too many sides. Again, it's it's been tougher to find edges there a little bit. And with this tournament, too, it's there's so many good players. And, uh, you know, they're either playing another great player, and it's hard to kind of um, mix the lineup here a little bit. Um, you know, and then you look at it, you've got some huge favorites. Like, what do we do with Jesse Pagula? Minus 1,200 against Victoria Tomova. No clue. But um, a first set over here I like. I'm going to stack it up and um, was able to find actually the prices on everything here so far. So some regulated books here even have this. And um, the second total, we're just going to keep playing um, Switek Hunters. They're going to be the new Coco Goff overs. Um, we'll start with Samsonova. But Mila Samsonova playing our queen, Zheng Quinn Yen here. Um, should be a really great match again. Um, the line I'm looking at here, pretty close. Um, Zheng was a short favorite. Samsonova's been a short favorite. It's basically a pick em right now, but this should be a great first set. Um, two women that absolutely battle here. And um, with these quick courts, should have actually even have a chance to hold serve a little bit. So a lot of things point to what I think should be a long match, especially in the first set. I had this total set basically at a flat 10 here, maybe even 10 minus 15. So nine and a half, even at minus 120, looks pretty nice. 10 and a half, I was able to find a plus 250 and 12 and a half plus 425. So stack them all the way up. I think there's a great chance of seven, five, even a tiebreaker here. And again, playing kind of nine and a half for a full unit, half unit on 10 and a half, and then maybe a quarter on the 12 and a half, you know, break it down any way you want, but that's kind of what I'm doing. And then Iga Swiatek, um, as you may have seen, I, let me just double check the numbers here specifically, um, is gotten really good at winning tennis matches. And she always was particularly good. But um, as you look back at last week in Dubai, she did miss a match because uh, Belinda Benjic, you know, not that she was afraid to play her, but um, I have to wonder where that illness came from. But uh, Iga won 36 of 41 games last week, Candy. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, was it DRC Collins? I think just just kind of put a hurting on her. Just beat everybody to an absolute pulp, and see no reason for her not to continue to do this. And again, I always see a little more value here on these unders as opposed to the spreads. You know, there is a chance for those spreads to hit if it does go three sets, whereas these unders are basically impossible to hit in three sets. Um, but I will continue to go back to this. It's hard for me, again, to even see this going three sets. So Iga Swiatek plays Layla Annie Fernandez. And, uh, again, both these will be tomorrow. Um, under 18 and a half, you can find that pretty much everywhere. Take that minus 115 or better. And then under 16 and a half, if you have a chance, a couple books have alt totals up here. That's basically she wins the match 6-2, 6-2 or better at plus 200. I think that two games is worth not even close to, you know, that amount of value we're getting there so under 18 and a half minus 115 under 16 and a half plus 200 and calm down andy because there is another sheet i thought those were uh carl malone jokes <laughs> no no they weren't which Believe again me. folks we'll let, we'll let all this carl malone talk this week go back and read up on carl malone high usage high elbows timeline. folks yeah. a lot on the timeline that is great merida I, this is taking me for a loop. I didn't look at the sheet. Yeah, Where the hell is this one? 
Merida, Spain. Merida. In Mexico. Spain? Mexico. Not even close. Mexico. Oh, this is nice, though. We get afternoon tennis then. Indeed. So got, it's, it's a great – I think there's 24-hour tennis this week between the men and the women and everything. Like, if you watch both tours, I think we have 24 hours of tennis, which is pretty great. And um, They got a tough tournament here just in – not a lot of names here. Um, it is a WTA event. Uh, some people here basically getting um, some practice in in North America here as opposed to going to the bigger events out in the Middle East before coming for Indian Wells and Miami the next – couple big tournaments here so um kind of interesting field here again not too many looks that i like but um again one first set total here that i think is too low elizabetta cochiaretta plays victoria golubich um the first set total here i'm getting nine and a half at plus 105 i had this at minus 120 um, both women again play kind of that um style of, of wta matches I always talk about where it's seven four six three seven six six two that's kind of how they get to their 21 their 21 and a half and in a match that is a 21 and a half uh, even just looking at kind of a correlation handicap try to figure out you know if the top match total is 21 and a half what should the first set be and as i start to look at that that should be you know probably nine and a half minus 115 120 looking at the style and kind of the data on both players that could make a case for being even deeper than that so over nine and a half at plus anything looks great um that'll give us an afternoon match i like that afternoon match and also I, it's a shame should almost uh just made well, evening come actually should should have made matt come on there's like noon hockey games today <clears throat> if anybody has a, a hockey i think so we always bitch and moan about leagues not Is president's day a big day for the nhl I, I guess maybe they're just Hot taking damn, advantage look at this. of the fact. Yeah. Maybe they're taking advantage of the fact the NBA that there's takes no NBA the King for a couple they take days. Yeah. So, like, yeah, today there's noon. Tomorrow there's nothing, but there's a big slate. And Wednesday is actually a small slate. I would have – I'd be advertising out of hockey. But, yeah, two games start at 1 Eastern today. Ottawa, Boston, Anaheim, Florida. I don't have any hockey bets. I'm just excited that there's sports on in the middle Somebody of the day. Somebody in the chat. With the hockey bets, let's go. One of one of my favorite things is sports in the middle of the day, which we're so uh, close, guys. Uh, we're uh, like uh, two or three weeks away from conference tournament action when you can be betting on, you know, Manhattan, the, the Jaspers. It's gonna be a dozen our, college basketball games yeah. on at noon. Yeah, you're, you're betting. Oh, I mean, they're all good. There's some that started at 11 a.m. Um, Eastern. I mean, you have 10 a.m. games for me sometimes, so I do enjoy some of that. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I did bet some college. I, uh, college basketball has been tricky. I'm I'm struggling with my my stat input right now, and we'll we'll get out of this hole. I don't know if we actually will. Sometimes it's just a tough season, but we are like yeah a week away from conference. I'm ramping up. I'm ramping up right now. Somebody already mentioned Howard in the chat. Leg show says Howard and Nichols. I looked at Nichols a little bit. I know some some people are on Morgan State in the points right now. I don't have a strong take in that one. I only have one game I really looked at strongly today, and it is a it's an issue one. And you know what? I just bet the money line. I just took the money line here because it was like a plus two, plus one and a half. If they lose by one, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind and walk into the ocean because college basketball has been a bit of a struggle so far this calendar year. But Maryland, Eastern Shore. Plus one fifteen on the money line. They're taking <laughs> on the Shore, Maryland Eastern Shore, which is that's my new favorite college. It makes sense because the Atlantic Ocean is on the east, 
and there should be an eastern shore. But also it's because of the way Maryland's built and you have the bay. And so there's a western shore too. No, I know. So, yeah. But just to, to add that as an adjective to a college, that seems like that's, a shore. that's pretty unique. I, I think it's probably a recruiting thing. Like, oh, you can come come play on the shore. Or, or would you rather would you rather be oh, inland no. Maryland? Nobody wants that. Over Nobody wants that Chesapeake Bay. Um, probably t- two really similarly ranked teams in my in my rankings and my power stuff. Uh, not that not not that dissimilar is what I'm saying, but I have North Carolina Central with a worser defense, despite some decent offensive outputs. They've met already this year. It was a close affair. Actually, Eastern Shore was able to win that one in wherever the hell North Carolina Central plays their basketball games. This one is up in this one is up in Maryland. It'll be played on the Eastern Shore. I make them like a. Uh, point and a half favorite here they're getting two points so i took the dog price this should be a maryland gets what they want offensively and maryland eastern shore because of the poor defense by the central and also a pretty uh pretty sloppy offensive time turnover wise and maryland eastern shore is of course a team that's been pretty good defensively as forcing turnovers i think maybe that's everybody in these leagues because it's just sloppy basketball do not try to find the stream Let's get out here. Go Maryland Eastern Shore. This is uh this is the start of something, I think. We're gonna we're gonna jack it up as we get towards uh, you know, it's it's going up like a like the stock market as we get towards conference play here. Conference tournament play. Alex did yeah, Alex might have looked up where the where the where it is. It is not it's, on the eastern shore of anything. It looks like it's on the little, I think they call that an isthmus that sticks down below Delaware, basically, and it's on the western half of that. So it's on the high. Nice tribe, Maryland. They tricked us. Yeah, it ain't exactly Malibu, guys. So all right. <clears throat> That's it for today. I'll be back. Uh be back eventually. I'm gonna do some golf tomorrow. We'll talk more NBA markets as we get through the week before the season. Oh, and apparently hockey start. overs this afternoon. I can get down with that. I'm down. Rick Daddy sixty nine four twenty says always early game overs. Maybe I'll tickle that with a two game parlay. I don't know. Like, subscribe, rate, review, hit the thumbs up. We'll see you tomorrow.